Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday at a podcast. My name is Maggie, and I am with my co-host, Faith. And today we have our very first guest, which is my brother, Ian. What's up, everybody? And for this month's podcast, we are going to be talking about ethical and sustainable fashion. And to start us off, I wanted to ask you guys, what are some fashion trends or things that you wore back in the day that you really, really regret? Yep. I'm going to start us off. So I wore in middle school, wore the Nike highlighter packs, which was the neon shirts, the neon shorts, neon socks, the Roshis and the Hirachis, which were the shoes like Nike shoes that every guy wore. And it was like, these are the black and white ones or just the all black ones. Like that was the thing you wore. And you wore the elite backpacks. Like it was a full like basketball fit full highlighter like neon like bright bright neons like yellows oranges pink stuff like that and like the more you had and the more like often you could wear it it was like the thing like that was what we wore major regret because that was horrible not a good fashion choice it was horrible i like regret all of that because i'm like this is not this is not it because i look at myself now to that and i'm like dang that is yikes that is horrible so that was probably mine for sure also goes into middle school because I mean I don't think any middle schooler looked except middle schoolers now for some reason oh why do they look like they're 21 because they just have the access to the internet like they have like TikTok and Instagram and we had I don't even know what we had we had like Disney Channel and Disney Channel just did not dress they dressed their characters in like 12 different layers and any, anyways, don't get me started. Yes, yeah, it was a lot. Um, but in middle school, the trend at the time were highlighter skinny jeans, and I feel like music at that time was like "You're a Jerk." If you guys remember that song, and like just like Soldier Boy, like all these different Margaret. Margaret, do you know? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's fine. Ian and I know. Um, and it was like these bright highlighter skinny jeans. I chose the worst color of all colors. I chose orange. And orange just is not in my color palette. It is not. I don't know whose color palette it is in. But I wore orange skinny jeans. And I wore foundation that was way too dark for me. And just, oh, I had the emo bangs. I had the swoopy bangs. No. Weird one in my eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, gross. I didn't want to be emo. I was not emo. Like, there was no inch of emo in me. But it was like that wannabe emo, like Never Shout Never. Do you guys remember Never Shout Never? No. I shouldn't even ask you anymore, Margaret. We are like on two <laughs> different fields when it comes to like growing up. <laughs> yeah um don't ask me anything because i don't i don't know i don't know i think for me it was the pencil skirts mm. um which looking back i just like felt so hot in them and now i'm like no that was that wasn't it and then the bangs where you twist them and then like poof it like poof it forward or whatever with the two bobby pins in yeah. an x it was powerful let me tell you um, is there any, are there any articles of clothing or fashion trends that you are, that you guys are currently wearing 
that you think maybe in 20 years you're going to look back and say, huh, why did I do that? I think for me, thinking about what's in my closet right now and pieces that I have, I don't know why, but I don't know. I feel like I'm even thinking about this. I feel like, okay, I'm wearing a camo shirt right now, which is totally chill. Why do I feel like the camo pants may not be the thing? Because, like, there's a certain line of camo pants as well. Because at one point, I had a pair of, like, the military camo pants. Yeah. Like, I still have them. I don't really wear them that much. But, like, they're still there. Like, they're kind of baggy. Kind of like cargo pants. But they kind of have, like, a military print on it. Rather than, like, this kind of camo. It's like a hunting camo. Which I feel like will always kind of be good and chill. Because it's an easy, like, kind of brownish neutral tone. Like, it's good. But I do have a pair of pants that I'm, like, I never wear. Because I'm, like, it's just on the line of, like... It it almost makes it, but it doesn't make it into like the assembly of like I'm gonna choose this so today. Close. I was like, it's it, you were just right there, but you just had to look like military pants, and I feel like that's gonna be the one. I'm like, yeah, definitely not that for sure. Okay. I think for me, it's um the fanny pack in the front or the back, whatever on the side. I don't even know. Which, let me tell you something. The fanny pack is a game changer because it is so useful. And shout out to whoever invented it because I'm sure they're if they're not dead, I hope they have lots of money. And if they are dead, I hope they're in heaven. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I have to say. But all I'm saying with that is I do think that in a few years or, you know, 20 years, whatever, we're going to be like, huh, that was a little bit kind of weird. So that's that's what I think. But I, but hey, I'm living for it. It's, it's a okay by me. Yeah, I have like a straight like eyeline shot to my wardrobe right now, so I'm literally just like sitting here staring at it. Like, <laughs> what is in this wardrobe? But as I was telling you guys earlier, as I was telling you guys earlier, um, I my wardrobe is like really like ultra safe, like really safe so it's hard for me to look at anything like I don't hop on trends that often so I can definitely see like trends back then I feel like um for girls it was at least in California I'm now learning that like California growing up fashion and Colorado growing up fashion is like different but for like our oh, book different fashion, we would carry like a brown leather like purse for a book bag. Did you guys do that? Um, I did a backpack. Okay, I, well, I didn't do the whole. Purses. We were like backpack. Oh yeah, you guys did the purses. Ugh. Yeah, but nowadays I've become so safe. Like I think the craziest thing in my closet is I have a blue blazer and I wore it once because I cannot like. I don't know. I just can't consistently wear it. And I really want to throw it out. I'm not going to, but, um, yeah. But you could, if you wanted to, <laughs> it's, but, it's you tempting know, you to ability. Uh, I'll keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that, um, Marie Kondoing situation. Remember that was a thing when it was yeah, like, if this doesn't it. bring you joy, get rid of it, which is yeah. true. I, I a hundred percent believe in that I back that up. I love yeah. it. Um, so let's talk about capsule wardrobes for a quick second mm -hmm. because I 
am a firm believer in capsule wardrobes. And it it's really started back when we were doing missions work and we were traveling, like I was traveling in to Florida, to New York in the same month, and I could only bring a carry-on. And so because of that, I had to learn how to make 10 pieces of article, like 10 articles of clothing into 30 outfits. And I'm a big neutral person. I'm a very like traditionalist when it comes to fashion. I'm not big on the trends. Well, I guess some trends, but um, I think that capsule wardrobes are the future. I don't know. I think Ian, you have you have a capsule wardrobe, kind of, right? I don't know. Yeah, I definitely do. Like, definitely agree with you. Like, neutrals for sure. Also, because same thing, like, traveling a lot. Like, I'm usually going to different places, decent amount. Either from I'm in California now, so either California to Colorado, or if I'm going on tour around different places, I'm either on the East Coast, and so definitely know that whole thing about having a pack, like carry on size stuff. And I think something for me, like with a capsule wardrobe. When you're saying pairing things like one, like pairing things like different, making different outfits, I think for me it's like my pants because I realize I don't even think about this sometimes, but I own like the same pair of pants, like not the same pair, but just like Dickies. I own a lot of Dickies pants, like because I can work like wear them with everything. You can dress them up, you can dress them down. Like these are Dickies, I thrifted them, they're fire because they're like worker pants, so like they're comfortable and it's like it's an easy piece to have because you can get it in different colors. They're easy to wear. They go with literally everything. You can wear them with. Like out, if it's like, if you're going to colder weather, then it's like, and I need to pack light. Then it's like, I can bring a jacket, these pants and a t-shirt and then bam, you got like different outfits with different pairs of pants, stuff like that. But definitely I think I'm also like, I'm like, I have a capsule wardrobe, but I also like, am very, don't have one at all at the same time. Like I can definitely step outside of that bubble in a sense as well. In when I worked in retail, there is a stereotype about uh, guys who shop, and it's that when they find one thing that they like, they will buy it in like five other colors. It's very true. It's yeah. very true. I also do that, but guys who buy a pair of pants that they're like, "This is the pant." They buy it in black, blue, khaki, all That's the colors. Literally, all of them I have in black, blue, and khaki, <laughs> and brown. <laughs> oh, love that. Um, capsule wardrobe. I have, uh, I was telling Maggie earlier and I keep referring to earlier cause I just think we need to say it. We yeah. literally let, let them know what happened. I am not over it. <laughs> <laughs> we literally like right before we started this podcast, we were recording a podcast. So we thought, but I was the only one being recorded. Maggie was like logged in as a producer, which doesn't get recorded. So for 30 minutes, it was my fault. Literally just me talking. I messed up so bad. So some of the things that I'm saying, I'm like, yeah, when I, when I told you earlier. Yeah. Like five seconds ago. Salty. I know. I'm so sorry. You guys listen. (laughs) Okay, I'm ju- I'm learning this whole podcast thing. It's new for me. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, well. So this is all like repeat for us for the last 30 minutes. But hey, it's okay. It's new for them. So it's fine. Right. Practice makes perfect. Right. But as previously stated, um, my wardrobe is predominantly safe. Actually, that's my perspective. Maggie, do you think my wardrobe's safe? So I think that you do have a pretty safe wardrobe, but you actually are 
you have some bold pieces. I think that I'm like, oh, okay, shoot. I don't know, like your silk shirt. And it's not really bold, but at the same time, it is. I don't really know. I think yeah, that you can have some bold, fun pieces. Yeah, sometimes that surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's all in how you wear it. But anyways, it was ingrained in me a very long time ago that you know neutral pieces will last you forever. And that's just what I wanted to do. So my wardrobe is pretty basic. But recently, Margaret, I made a big purchase. Yes, you did. Tell everyone what you purchased. <laughs> okay. I bought, it's funny because I would, I would get excited about this. I bought a purple coat. It, it is, is a long, like floor length. It's purple like a floor length wool coat that's purple I haven't worn it yet it's powerful (laughs) I'm still trying to figure it out how to wear it and I'm so excited about it so any hoosie that's my big purchase I still haven't worn it because it's like it is literally the only piece of color in my closet right now dang Wait, what do you want to wear it with? Do you have something? Like when you originally bought it, you said, this is going to go with this outfit. See, no. It was like, it looked so it good. It was on sale. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It was you on sale. love a good sale. Come on now. You love a good sale. But I think it was the vibe. I love long coats. And I just love the look of like a very basic outfit underneath. Like jeans, a white tee some like heels or boot heels or whatever with a long coat but the purple is so purple that (laughs) I told you guys this earlier as well I just have a fear of like wearing color because I don't know I just don't want to be like picked out being like hey yeah look at look at that girl in a purple coat is it like a bright purple or is it like a darker purple it's a bright purple. Yeah. Dang. Matthew, I like literally took a video in it and everything. So she can show you my purple coat, but. Okay. You got to show me later. It's, it's, it's intense. Um, but anyways, that's my colorful purchase of late. Um, but as we are talking about clothes and wardrobes and all this fun stuff, um, I'm curious, Ian, as a Gen Zer. Um, what is like your view of fashion and like, what do you think your generation's view of fashion is when it comes to shopping, um, styles, all that fun stuff? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think for me, obviously I'm definitely, I think in the past like three or four years is when I finally started. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna say two years past two years is when I really started caring about what I wore. And like wanting to step into it more and being more knowledgeable about what I wear as well. So like for me, like I'm big into thrifting. I love thrifting. I love going to flea markets. I love going to like the Rose Bowl flea market in California is super dope. Second Sunday of every month I go, I'm going to go on this Sunday with my girlfriend. We're going to go. It's going to be fire. Um, but I think there's like, there's like, I, for me personally, I feel like there's three categories of like Gen Z of what we fall into. Cause one, here's the thing. I'm from Colorado. Nobody in Colorado dresses well. That's not, that's not a, that's not I a bad thing. Like people dress to me. It's, okay. For me, it's this, they dress well for a Coloradan. They all wear the same thing, but nobody like stands out in what they wear. 
if anything, it's that you had a more expensive Patagonia jacket than someone else or something like that. But like for me, like coming back from California to here, it's like nobody dresses the same. Like when I go hang out with my friends, some of them wear the same outfits that they were in high school, which is completely fine. That's that's not a bad thing. It's just like there's not, there wasn't really an expansion. They didn't like leave the scene in a sense and kind of. But tell them what you said about me. Okay. So I was telling Maggie, I told her this earlier. So she gets to hear it twice again for another compliment. But I was saying, I was walking with her in Denver and I'm like, Margaret, nobody here wears good clothes. Like you're the only person, one in our family besides myself that wears, has fits and is fitted. And then two in Colorado, like we're walking around, everybody's wearing the same things. It's like what jeans, a jacket, flannels, it's winter. So it's like jackets, jeans, tennis shoes, and like basic, like it's great. Like it's doable. You'll live. Not that you have to change your style, but for me personally, yeah, you don't have to be extra or at least try, but I'm just like, Hey, at least you have clothes on. You're doing great. And like, you know, like there you go. But then when you look at like Gen Z, you have like the three categories. You either have a group of people that are like are ignorant and kind of buy like, don't know about like fast fashion. They don't know about sustainability, ethically made clothes, stuff like that. And they just kind of buy whatever is on the trend or they go to like, you know, H&M, um, Paxson, Tilly, Zoomies, Forever 21, don't really care. They just kind of, you know, send it and just buy whatever sounds good or whatever the newest thing is like. Oh, I saw this on TikTok. I want to wear it. Then you got the other one where it's like you're just straight like social media, like where it's like anything on social media is like what you wear. Like you got Instagram, you got TikTok. TikTok's huge because it's like whatever is trending on TikTok for clothes. So like I was saying this earlier for girls, like at one point I remember like the TikTok leggings were like a big thing. And then for guys, I'm trying to think of other things besides that, but I've seen like like for myself, like I I will admit I bought Adidas Sambas because they were on TikTok and I said, those shoes are fire. I usually don't wear Adidas personally. Just growing up, I never really wore them. I don't know why. And I still wear them, and I've probably been wearing them for the past like two or three months just with everything because they're just fire. They're comfortable. I played soccer, so they're also a soccer shoe, so my foot feels good in it as well. But just like for guys, like same thing. Like if we see like – I think like one of them currently right now is like since it's winter. This, okay, if you guys know the brand Stussy. No. Stussy is this really dope brand. It's like – I think it's – it might be German. Big, big brand right now. But everyone wants the Stussy fleece jacket. Like everyone's, everyone wants like a fleece winter jacket. But like I've been seeing that everywhere, and everyone's like, I need to get that or New Balance shoes. Oh, so you have like, okay, New Balances. No, what's up? They're popping off recently. I will say that New Balance is crazy. Um, I need to get a pair. Margaret, you have what, like one or two pairs, or what? One, three. She has three pairs. Crazy. But and then you got the third category where you have because I think Gen Z. Obviously, we can see we are very. I think we're a very vocal generation for sure, or at least now we are, like definitely have been coming out more vocal about different things in politics, different things around like the world that's happening. And so then you actually have the Gen Z that actually knows about fast fashion, sustainability and ethically made clothing, stuff like that. So we're very vocal about it. And so that's why I think we stepped more into like the, you know, like buying sustainable clothes or thrifting or things like that. So that we, because we don't want to just buy brand new stuff all the time. And so, and it's not like if you're in the, first category the third that the third is better than the other one but i think it's just like it definitely just shows that we have different people and obviously like you don't have to care about fashion all the time like not you don't have to wear care about like what you're i think it is good though that our generation is more knowledgeable about it now that people are starting to understand that because it is smart to at least know and try to make an effort i think but i think just looking at those three categories i think i would fall more put myself in the third i used to be the first where i'm just like i'll just buy whatever that looks dope you know i'm not really thinking about it but now I'm definitely like, I think you have a generation that's a lot more aware of what we wear. And then also like, is more vocal on it as well. Like we're saying like, oh, like I only buy this. Or they tell their friends like, you know, hey, you shouldn't shop there anymore. Like Shein, stuff like that. Like really quick 
places that aren't made well, you know, and so. Yeah. Faith, will you give us the definition of fast fashion? Will you educate the people? Yes. This is not a professional definition by any means, but um, I've done a lot of research on it um, and it's been super interesting, but from my plain words, fast fashion is, um, it's a fashion cycle that is very short-lived. So it's a trend cycle. And I think we see that even on TikTok, like there is just like that new thing. It's like literally once a week, I'm, I'm a girl. So some of the things, <laughs> not that that needed to be stated, but I have a lot of like makeup stuff on my TikTok. And literally it's like every week, it's like this, this foundation is the best. No, this one's the best. This new one's the best. And that's similar with fashion with, um, different retailers. They bring out new trends each week and with that on the back end and the supply chain, that really means that they're cutting corners. And when Ian's talking about those levels of people in um, shopping, you know, they're they're ignorant or whatever. A lot of us just don't know. It's not like it's plastered on a billboard that says, hey, did you know that um, H&M does not have fair labor practices? Like this is information you'd have to seek out or... Um, you just have to be around someone who knows about it. So fast fashion is when retailers cut corners in their, um, labor practices. So outsourcing their labor to very underdeveloped countries that do not have a minimum wage. So it, they get paid like literal, like cents, um, as well as they use materials that are toxic. So they, they wash or they treat their fabric with toxins that then get cycled back into that country's water supply. And then those citizens are drinking that water, bathing in that water. They're giving their children that water. And so there's a lot of death, a lot of illness, a lot of cancers that happen in these developed, in these underdeveloped countries because of these practices and because of retailers cutting corners. Um, so brands that are sort of um, coined as fast fashion would be H&M, Zara, Shein, Princess Polly. Forever 21. Forever 21 was definitely a really big one. Um, but nowadays, actually Maggie and I were just talking about this website that we use. Um, and it's where I found the silk shirt that she's referring to. But if you are curious to know if your favorite brand is a fast fashion retailer, there's a website that's called, it's good for you, right? I think or it's good, called good on you. That's what I thought. Good I was on like, you.com. Australian. Like, I feel like that's like how Australians talk. Like, good on you. Good anyway. on you. Yeah. <laughs> While we're showing them our accents now, Maggie, we must I mean, it. hey, you get it. <laughs> Um, there is a website called goodonyou.com, and it's a website where researchers have really dug deep into all major brands, and they categorize them saying, okay, how is how are your label practices? Label it, um, rate them one to five. How is your sustainability practice, your animal practices, and so forth? And so you can look up Forever 21, you can look up 
H&M or your favorite brand, Adidas, um, and you can see where they fall in sustainability. And um, it also gives ratings that say like not good enough or trying. So there are brands out there these days who were cutting corners because nobody was asking questions. Like nobody was ever saying, hey, uh, what you doing over there? But I think millennials and especially Gen Z with Ian saying that they're very vocal, I think Gen Z is a very like activist driven generation. You guys are definitely like, you want to advocate, yeah, advocate. Yeah, you want to advocate for a lot. Um, And with that, brands are needing to become more transparent because Gen Z is demanding that. And with that, other people are demanding that. So it's really cool to see different brands come out with their um, their labor laws, their labor practices, so we can all see what's actually going on behind the scenes. Yeah, that's definitely very true. And I think something you're saying I want to touch on too is when you're saying that you may not know about fast fashion because like maybe you have to, if you want to know about it, you have to search it out or like be around somebody that like knows about it. Cause like for me, it's funny. So growing up with Maggie, like Maggie's obviously four years older than me. So she's gotten into fashion thing, before, like gotten into fashion before I did. So for where I'm at now, actually knowing about fashion, like in sustainability, ethically made, ethically sourced, stuff like that. I didn't know about that stuff. So when she started like buying like clothes a couple years ago and like, it was like maybe pieces like Everlane things like that, that were like sustainably made. And I'm like, why would you spend like however much money, like 50, $60 on a t-shirt? And she's like, oh, well, it's the same way nothing made. And I was like, why does that matter? Like, I was genuinely like, so I was in that spot. So I'm not just saying, you know, of like, you need to know these things. But I'm like, oh, like, I didn't actually know that. And so I'm looking, it's funny because I look at myself now kind of laughing of like, oh, like when she did this, that's actually what I would prefer to do anyways, because I'd much rather know, because I was actually willing to learn is like, oh, like it's actually smarter to actually buy a shirt. Like that this shirt was one, like the fabric's actually good. It's going to like last long if I, if I ever got thrown out or whatever. It wouldn't be like bad for the environment and things like that. But like, she's like buying these shirts and I'm like, Margaret, like, you're so dumb. That's such a waste of money. Like, why would you do that? And I'm like, like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But now I'm realizing like, oh, wait, no, like it's actually good to buy those things because I'm realizing like, you know, everything you're saying is like so real. Like, man, I don't want to support something that's like gonna, this like one just hurting someone in a different country, wherever it is, but it's also like hurting our environment things like that. And so it's like, it's so much more worth it, I think. And I think Gen Z is even catching on to that now of like, okay, I'm not just going to buy everything like right away that I see. It's like, I do kind of want to take an extra step of looking. And I think that's like a healthy thing to do, you know, just like looking and be like, okay, what am I actually putting in my body? Who's making it? Where is it coming from? But I think we're definitely now you're like, you're saying we are wanting to see, like we are more vocal on like wanting to actually see that, like, Hey, like we want to see what companies are actually putting out. Mm-hmm. But it definitely for myself, I know like seeing Maggie and what she wore, I'm like, okay, that's definitely influenced me of like how I want to make sure I'm watching that as well. So yeah, and I think people have a false idea that fa- that ethical and sustainable fashion has to be expensive, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't. And um, you know, you said thrifting. I love thrifting. That is obviously like the cheapest way you can possibly get clothes, and it you're saving that that article of clothing from being, you know, thrown into a pile of wherever somewhere, polluting the earth. Um. And there are companies out there that, you know, they don't mark up 
the product so high to where you're spending so much money, but they're still ethically and sustainably made. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, you mentioned Everlane. I'm obsessed with Everlane. I love them and they have great basics and I have a ton of their pieces and they're, I, I mean, you know, they're not that expensive. Um, and I think also people have the mindset when clothes are cheap they will, they're like, oh, well, I don't care. It's $3. So I can just throw it away if it gets trashed or whatever. And I am someone that I want to take care of the clothes that I have and I want them to last a really long time. And so I want to, so therefore it's okay that I invest a little bit more money for good quality in knowing in good conscience that the person that made this gets to go home and feed their families because they were paid properly. Um, and instead of, instead of having that mindset of like, Oh, it's cheap or so like, who cares, whatever, I'll just, you know, throw it away. It doesn't matter. Um, and something that I, I think this, so my friend, my good friend actually said this to me, and this was back when I first started out knowing about ethical and sustainable fashion. And I told her, Hey, I'm no longer buying things from like H and M and forever 21 and, you know, basically every place at the mall. And she said, Maggie, you're just one person. You can't make a difference. So why even try? And that was my good friend. And I, it, that statement broke me because I just was number one, so surprised But also I'm a firm believer that every single person is a world changer in whatever field that you, that you decide to change the world in. And so for me, what that looks like is me talking to, you know, talking to a friend, changing their mind and showing them, Hey, this is actually what fast fashion is. And then that person goes, turns around and shares it to someone who then shares it to another person, you know, and it's like a, a snowball effect. And so I, I, even though I'm one person, I firmly believe like, you know, Hey, I really can put a dent in the fashion industry, you know, and same with you and same with you. And so, um, I don't know. I think that can be, it can be an overwhelming thought thinking like, well, I'm just one person. Like how is me not buying one shirt from Shein going to like be the difference, but, but you are the difference. You know? Yeah. And this is going to sound like tough, but that means you're condoning something, right? Like that's what really got me is like, if I walk into H&M and I buy a shirt with the knowledge that I have that you're cutting corners, then I'm really condoning their unjust practices. And that's where it gets me. And that's where I can't stand behind it. And Maggie, you, you shared a story with me earlier that I do remember. I was in Idaho visiting family and um, my mom and I were just shopping in a mall. She's like, oh, let's run an H&M real fast. And I stayed outside. I was like, mom, I don't shop here anymore. I don't agree with their practices, so I'm going to wait out here. And she's like, "Mm, okay. And then (laughs) I called Maggie and I told her that. But it's true. Like I haven't shopped at H&M. I haven't shopped at Zara. I haven't shopped any of those places. And not to say that those CEOs know. They're not like, oh, dang, we just lost a consumer. But sometimes it's by the way we live that other people are impacted and as well as supporting sustainable brands. So um, 
a while ago, I was on the um, Good On You website. And something that I love about them is they'll give you brands, sustainable brands that are similar to the brand that you just entered. So if I put in like Forever 21 and I see that their ratings are absolutely awful on the bottom I'll say oh here are brands that are sustainable and they have similar fashion like Forever 21 and I did that and I found a great website and I bought this silk top that Maggie was referring to kid you not every time I wear it I get compliments on it and it's your most basic top ever but it's from a sustainable brand in Turkey so it supports that local community and it's lasted me so long. I get great compliments on it. And um, yeah, that's just another way you can start to make that adjustment is going on websites like that to find sustainable brands that are like the clothes you're wearing now, but it's fair practices. It's um, good for the environment, all that fun stuff. That's good. I think I didn't want to touch on something with that real quick too is like I was thinking about that when you're saying about you know your friends like you're just one person like how are you gonna change anything you know like you're like you're not high up there in like society stuff like that mm -hmm. I, I think in like touching what you were saying too faith of like it actually does matter because if you tell that one friend who tells another friend and then you're saying like you know if you have more if there's a bunch of people that end up like who usually shop at H&M and now they know about it and then they don't go to H&M anymore it's like you actually are losing business there so if it ever got to a point of like man like not that it's like okay get a bunch of people on board and we're gonna make h&m lose all their business but it's like but it will force people to change of like if we do want to see that change of like man like you're losing because you're if you have a whole percentage of people that are not going to buy from you anymore like those corporate business are going to have to change or do something about it if they want to keep their customers which obviously that's a big that'll probably take a while and stuff like that but it's definitely like very true and it's very interesting to see is like because it's like all right, like I know I may not, you may not think I can change anything, but it's like if I tell that one friend who tells this friend and we stop buying from this place completely, it's like pe like places are going to have to change. And I think even that's what like Gen Z is so vocal about is like we want to see that change. And I think because we are very easily, like we very, we easily jump on trends. And I feel like that's something is like as well as like we easily will jump on that kind of movement or like that kind of place where we want to talk about it more of like, hey, like remember my friend said this or like yada, yada, yada. Like, not that it's like bad that we're easily influenced in that, but it's like, it's a good thing to see that of like, oh, like I need to take this seriously and I could actually bring a change with this as well. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. The whole fast fashion world is really crazy. And I just think a lot of people, it's just so like materialistic. And then, you know, when I purchase a piece, I really think about, okay, number one, it's more expensive. Therefore, I'm saving up a little bit more for it, but I'm really thinking, okay, is this actually going to be in my wardrobe for the next 10, 20 years? Um, is this something that I can really take care of and take pride in? And with every single thing that I purchase, it's always like, those are the questions that I ask myself. And, um, and I don't, I think maybe you said this, but obviously everyone starts somewhere, you know, I, um, I don't know if, I don't think Ian, you have seen this. I don't know, Faith, if you have, but I watched a documentary called The True Cost and mm -hmm. it's on Amazon. And if anyone listening is like more, is curious about, you know, what is fast fashion and what does it really look like? 
it is so eye-opening and it basically follows a couple different countries, I think, but mostly Bangladesh and like specifically this girl who is younger than you and I, I think, and she has like a child and just following her through the factories and, um, how these workers or how these factory owners treat these employees is disgusting. And it made me sick. And I was like, dang, like I have to help that girl out. You know, Mm -hmm. I, and I, because I am the consumer, I have the power. And so, um, where I choose to put my money and, and who I choose to represent really does mean something. And it really does go far. Yeah. There's another like really awful fact about the fashion industry and that it's the second most polluting industry in the world. The first is oil. Right. That's crazy. So because of, it's like the fashion industry in a whole from start to finish from, you know, picking the cotton, picking the fibers all the way into consumers throwing it out. It's the most, um, yeah, it's one of the worst industries. Um, and I get that some people aren't fashionistas, you know, some people don't care about style. They are like, yeah, it's just a shirt on my back. I'll shop at Walmart, but you're still contributing to the industry. Like that needs to be known. People who still don't care about fashion, you're still a part of it. It's a industry that it's just like food. Like we all eat food. Like we all have to wear clothes on our back. So it's like, why not? And everyone these days is buying like organic produce, right? Or um, right. washing their vegetables or doing things we didn't used to do before. It's the same with fashion. You know, you you became aware that our produce is being sprayed by pesticides and by different things. And you don't want that for your body. Well, the same goes for your clothes, right? So you find out that there are unfair practices or toxic practices um, all over the industry. And when we find out about stuff like that, it's like, yeah, if you want to do something about it, there is something you can do about it. I still have friends that shop at these stores. I still have friends that shop at H&M or Shein or whatever. And I don't like think lowly of them at all. Like I'm not like rolling my eyes like, ugh, you guys are just contributing to the problem because I was there. Yeah. I was there and I know what it's like to know the facts and still it's just, it doesn't click. Like there's something that has to click and settle in your heart. They're like, Oh shoot, this is crazy. And like, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. So there is a way that we can coexist and not hate on one another. Um, But if you're someone out there who didn't know about the practices of the fashion industry, and most of them are pretty bad, there are ways that you can contribute to the solution, which is sustainable fashion, ethical shopping. And even what I love um, learning in school right now is... um, There are other industries that can contribute to the solution, like technology-wise. Like, there's so much technology that's being created to filter these toxins out of the water for these communities or different ways to recycle material. Um, All these things that add up to a solution. 
you know? So, um, yeah, it's not just some artsy, some artsy like industry or, um, something that a few people are interested in. It's an industry that we literally all participate in. That was part one of our sustainable and ethical fashion conversation with Ian. So stay tuned for part two. It's going to drop later this month. And we're going to hear more from Ian as he is now a part of a design team in LA. And he's going to talk about his journey of navigating sustainability through that. So thank you so much for listening to the Sunday at podcast. We look forward to talking to you soon.